You ready? Yep. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Top DAT Podcast. I'm your Uplift Athletic Trainer, Dr. Brandon Holland. And I am the unapologetic AT, Dr. Donita Valentine. Wow, it feels like we haven't done this in a while, but I'm excited to be back. So um, once again, if you are interested in keeping up with us, you can do that on social media at the underscore top underscore DAT. You can find us on LinkedIn at top dash DAT and the number one that's top dash that one. Uh, please hit us up and let us know what you want us to talk about, what you want to hear from us regarding athletic training or stuff in general. And um, we really want to make this as much your show as it is ours. So um, we do have some interesting um, topics in the pipeline that are coming out. So I can't wait for those to happen. Uh, we hope to catch up with a few people this upcoming week at um, our NATA convention. So that should be fun. And um, so uh, how do we want to do this? Where do you want to go first? What do you want to do? Our, um, let's, let's, let's go ahead and give a, our, our shout outs. I have a, a special shout out uh, to the MSAT program at Hunting Dunn College in Montgomery, Alabama. I met three outstanding students from there when I had the opportunity to visit Alabama and attend ALATA. And um, I did, I taught a course for AT's care, assisting individuals and um, individuals in crisis. So I was able to do that, but it was awesome to meet these outstanding young ladies and talk to them a little bit about their futures and um, in athletic training and what they have done so far and what they look forward to and what they like and what they would like to see change about athletic training. So I'll be, I'll be introducing those individuals later. Um, I think on some different episodes because I found out some pretty interesting stuff about all of them. So they'll be um, featured as guests coming here soon. Yes. Can't wait to have you on this. I love having guests on the show. It's my favorite thing to do. Wow. Absolutely. Shout out. All right. So, um, what else do we have? We have our what's new in athletic training. What do we have coming up? Um, so we have, as you've already mentioned, the athletic trainer symposium is coming up next week in Philadelphia. Philly, Philly. <laughs> so that's actually what we're going to bring to you today is we're going to talk to you kind of about um the National Athletic Trainers Association uh, annual symposium, um, things to look forward to this year, some of our experiences um, at NATA, um, and some of the highlights uh, for this year. So we'll, we'll cover that uh, for you in this episode. Yeah, so we are reunited at last. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, but before we do that, for our stories and shenanigans, we have Carla Glisson. Yes. Uh, shout out to our big sister, Carla Gilson at um, Georgia Tech. Wow. So for those of you who don't know, if you are an athletic trainer, you've been under a rock. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Carla has been awarded the Jerry Rhea uh, Athletic Training. I'm sorry, Athletic Trainer of the Year Award. So this is something that is incredible. Very prestigious award. It's given to an individual who has demonstrated exemplary service to the profession of athletic training uh, in Georgia with a minimum of 10 years of experience as a certified and or licensed athletic trainer. So this award was named after Jerry Rhea, who was a longtime head athletic trainer with the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, he was a pioneering force in the profession of athletic training in the state of Georgia. So shout out to Carla. Um, I am so excited now. I'm sorry, everybody. This isn't brand new news. It took us too long to get around to, to bringing this out to you all, but just definitely want to give Carla her flowers. Um, and um, for those of you who don't know, uh, she's actually put together a really awesome network over the pandemic where athletic trainers from across the country can kind of get together and 
share ideas and and uh, support and uplift each other. And it's been incredible, really, since we've been, you know, when the world shut down, this thing popped up and it kept a lot of us, to be quite honest, it kept a lot of us going in the profession because uh, a lot of us, myself included, were considering giving up and finding something as an alternative. So um, I don't think she understands um, how impactful that platform has been for a lot of people like myself. So 100%. And not only, not only that about giving up and moving on to do something different, like as far as athletic training is concerned, but we were all doing social distancing at that time. And I think a lot of people were kind of struggling a little bit um, with the isolation or kind of with the the minimal, I guess, athletic training stimulation that we were having um, because most of us who are in this profession are extremely <laughs> um, tuned in, I should say, or plugged into what we do on a daily basis. And, and while we didn't have the ability to do that, um, that platform, the think tank was very, very helpful. It was. And also uh, not for nothing. It was, it, it came about during a time where there was a lot of social unrest in our country. And so a lot of us were being affected by some things that were playing out in the news. And even if we had been at work at our places of employment, there would not have been a lot of places where we could go and unpack these things to people who could empathize and understand. So uh, the, the timing of it was beautiful. The way she put it together was beautiful. The people who participate in the network are really a who is who in athletic training. So, uh, shout out once again, much love, much respect, and uh, thank you. And let's let's uh, keep the think tank rolling. Um, I can't wait to see uh, my think tank family in in uh, in Philly this week. Whoa. Okay, so one one last thing about the think tank. So that was actually how when I got to Alabama, that was actually how that network was how I got a ride from the airport to the convention center where we were having the convention. She was like, Oh, I know her from the think tank and no need to take an Uber. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so big shout out to uh, Jarrell for being very clutch. It was, it was wonderful meeting her and spending time with her and talking to her about her career in athletic training. She um, recently accepted a new job. So, uh, you know, Godspeed and your new position. And, and thanks again for all your help uh, while I was in Alabama, Sherelle. Awesome. Shout out to Sherelle. <laughs> I love the DJ air horn. <laughs> I'm going to leave this thing on just so I can walk around the house. I did the dishes. <laughs> it is pretty cool. It is. I need, I need just like a soundboard just in my pocket. So every time I do something, I can just hit it and shot myself out. <laughs> All right. So shall we dive in? All right. We should. All right. So I am very excited to be gearing up for our, our symposium in Philadelphia. Um, I don't get to go every year, but every time I've ever been was an absolute blast. And um, so we're going to talk a little bit about our first trip to nationals, which we happen to make together, uh, Donita and I. And um, we're going to talk about the things we look forward to the most, the things we look forward to the least, and um, maybe provide some insight as to how we can navigate, especially if you're brand new and you haven't done it before, how you can navigate the convention. So maybe we should throw in there some things, some must, some must do's and must, must don'ts. Is that a thing? Can I make that a thing? Must don'ts. We're doing must, must do's and must don'ts, everybody. <laughs> I just made that up, so it's official now because I made it up. Okay, I I have I have your my first uh, must do. You must hang out with all of your athletic training besties, like all of your people who you came up with, you know, through athletic training. Of course, Dr. Holland is my person. Um, always great to connect and meet up with those people. So you, you must find out where your alumni parties are and make sure you go hit those up so you can see how everyone's doing and kind of reconnect and kind of get that uh, 
that new athletic training energy again. That's usually, you know, usually where I get that energy from and can kind of get pumped up about the profession, you know, all over again. It's a really good feeling. And then on that same note, on your must don't, like pay attention, like don't be tired, <laughs> you know, use your time wisely. Uh, uh, use this podcast to kind of help uh, think about some of the other things that are going on. And um, we're going to do some highlights of, you know, things that are happening and special events that you might want to check out. And uh, don't walk walk uh, alone. Uh, do things with people. Don't go off by yourself. Make sure you stay in a crowd. Watch your back. Uh, know what to do in the case of emergency. Um, all that stuff that we do on a regular basis, I think sometimes we forget to do that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I say this because our first convention, um, <laughs> I was tired. It was towards the end. And I was walking and we were in Baltimore and Brandon and I are from the area. We're from Brandon grew up in Baltimore and, and I, I don't live far from Baltimore. Um, and I was tired, you know, it was towards the end and wasn't really paying attention. And I just went to I went to go step out into the street and somebody grabbed my backpack and like yanked me back onto the sidewalk. And I was like, oh, why are you doing that? Like and then just when I'm realizing you know, that someone's grabbing me and pulling me back on the sidewalk. And it was Brandon. He grabbed my backpack. A, a huge, like, tractor trailer truck just comes barreling down the street, like, and, like, my foot came back up on the curb just in time for it not to hit me. I just did not see it. And luckily, because I was walking with a friend, Brandon saved my life. I would not be on this podcast talking to you all today if it wasn't for Brandon Holland. That was a kind of terrifying instance. Also, I want to add a to don't before I do some to do's. So um, I'm from Baltimore, right? It's a bit of a rough area. Some people might say Philadelphia is a bit of a rough area, but wherever you're going, if you're from out of town, uh, don't, don't wander too far off of, uh, off of out of areas that um, locals sometimes look to take advantage of tourists. Right. So uh, you don't want to find yourself in the wrong this sounds terrible, but you know what I mean when I say it. I don't mean to be offensive, but you don't want to end up in the wrong place, right? And uh, and um, and I, when I say the wrong place, I don't mean like people don't deserve to be here. I mean like places where bad things tend to happen to people. So, and if I'm just being blunt about it, there are places where you're more likely to run into some some bad apples, some bad people. So, uh, stay in the places that are safe make a plan with your friends and, and your colleagues and um, just be aware of your surroundings. Don't, don't be oblivious to the idea that uh, just because there's a lot of people around that something shady or seedy might happen, might not happen. Um, so just do that. My dues. Um, if you're, um, if your alumni of your alma mater is not, they're not hosting a mixer, you can make one. Right. And it's really, it doesn't have to be official. Right. Text your friends and say, hey, are you in Philly, your classmates? Are you, or, hey, are you here at the convention? If they say yes, they say, all right, boom, we're meeting up the, at this tavern f- at for an hour, for a happy hour, just to catch up on old times or good times. And so that's my first to-do is catch up with your, your old people. My second to-do is meet new people, right? So Donita and I, even when we were babies in athletic training, we were pretty forward thinking. And I don't know if you remember this. You probably do. The first thing we did when we got to Baltimore was we went to FedEx Kinko's, right? We printed each of us like 30 copies of our resumes and we had some business cards made up, right? We were ready. We were ready. So when we went in and they have, um, they have a career center, right? They're, these people are looking to hire athletic trainers. They're looking for you, right? So how dope would it be if, if uh, won't you send us a resume? You know what? I have my resume right here. And we had it on the good paper. We didn't have it on the regular paper. We had it on the, the card stock. Um, here's, a, here's my business card. And um, so you can just have it ready so you can put it in their hands so they can talk to you on the spot. Um, before you get to the convention, reach out to people who might serve as references for you, right? Say, hey, I'm going to this convention. Some people might offer me a job and they may want to talk to some references. Is it okay if I give them your name and your number? That way it's not a surprise. So these people, when they do hear from the people asking for a reference, they can 
they'll be ready to talk about you, right? So um, that's a to-do. Find some things that you're uncomfortable with. That's another suggestion. Um, as far as your your technical skill, your knowledge, uh, whatever it might be, things that you're not you're not comfortable with, because this these conventions they they talk about everything almost everything under the sun related to athletic training. So if you're not comfortable, for example, with shoulders, find the, the shoulder presentations and sit in, see what they're teaching. So, uh, try to bolster yourself. Bring a notepad or a laptop or something you can quietly take notes on, right? Because they're going to be dropping some gems, I'm telling you. Um, if you are a student, and it might be a little late. It's late, definitely a little late now for this one. But um, one of the things that I didn't do that I should have, my professor, shout out to John Wright, um, would try really hard to convince me to be a presenter at conference. I, I didn't have enough confidence in myself, so I turned it down. And then I watched some other students from some other universities present, and I was like, yo, I totally could have done that. And um, as soon as these people stepped off the stage, they were getting job offers. So um, I would say definitely if, if you can present or if you can do a poster or if you can find some way to be involved in a volunteer or leadership capacity, do that because it looks great on a resume. It shows leadership, and it shows that you're not afraid to step out in front. And that's really what people are, are looking for. Uh, when they go to hire athletic trainers. 100%. And once again, Dr. Holland is trying to make it seem like I'm from the old school where we carried around paper resumes <laughs> and paper business cards. Wait, what year was our first conference? <laughs> I do know it was in Baltimore, but I don't remember what year it was. Was it 2000? 2000... Was it 2005? Yeah, 2004, 2004. or 2000, one of those. I think 2005 is, it was either, I don't think it was 03. So it was either 04 or 05. It was one of those. Yeah, whenever, whenever around that time NATA was in Baltimore. Yeah. So another, another thing to do is have your, um, have a LinkedIn profile. If you have a LinkedIn profile, make sure it's up to date and, um, so when you when you go to the career center, um, MedStar is going to be there. So uh, we had one of our featured guests, uh, Kim Bosley. She'll be there. So even if you just, you know, just want to go say hi, because she was one of our guests. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Kim Bosley. <laughs> She'll be out there. Um, but have your, you know, so when they when when you speak to someone in the career center, or you speak to someone not necessarily in the career center, because people are going to be looking to hire people, not not just in the career center. Right. So um, if you give them your name or they, they see you, they can go to LinkedIn and, and kind of look at that. That's like Facebook or Instagram for professionals. Right. So that's the professional place to, so make sure all your stuff there is up to date and looks the way that you um, want to be seen uh, by other professionals. Yes. Make sure your profile picture is professional, please. Um not pleased for me, but pleased for you, right? Um, you don't want it to be like a picture of you. People are buying what you're selling, right? So, or or people think you're, people will buy what they think you're selling. They'll buy or not buy what they think you're selling. So you could be on there ready to have a great career, but it's a picture of you on a beach with a red solo cup in your hand. Might not be that, you know what I'm saying? And it doesn't mean you're a bad person, you know, but is, is that... Is that what people are looking for when you're going to be applying for these jobs? So right. um, you don't need to get professional headshots unless you want to. You can do my headshot that I use was literally taken in my basement up against the wall with a cell phone. Like my wife took it and I had on the top half of my suit because it was only going to be from the shoulders up. Right. Literally, I had pajamas on at the bottom half. So but they don't see that in the picture. What they see is me with a giant grin on my face. And a nice suit. So um, just you want to be careful of what you're presenting, right? Right. Also do, also another do, bring some business casual clothes because this is yeah. a business casual event. You don't want to show up in your and one hooping shorts and Nikes to, to this meeting. Um, yes. It's okay so to have that casual stuff. Yeah. Or, or business professional if you're presenting, you're right. business professional. Right. Either one of those. And then you know, something that you know, could be a little versatile for you to switch it up in the evening 
possibly when you go to your alumni parties or, or things like that. Yes. So definitely do. And attend the places where the people are. You want to network with people that you may not normally get to network with. Um, be ready to rub elbows. Be ready to cut loose a little bit, but also be, you know, if you have to answer some questions about who you are and what you're looking for in a career or an education, because there are people who will be able to connect. If they can't directly hook you up, they can connect you with the people who can directly hook you up. So I want to throw a little bit of a question out that I, we didn't prepare for. I want to put Dr. V on the spot. Uh Oh, so why, why go to the convention? So there are a lot of reasons why you should go to the athletic trainers, uh, the national athletic trainers association symposium. So I always go because it's a great way to connect with um, other professionals, learn what's going on with your profession, um, with your, your uh, professional organization, um, learn the new topics, learn the new business topics, learn what's going on um, within your specific district, um, check to see when your uh, district is going to be having their meeting. So district three is going to have their meeting on Thursday night at 555. So I hope to see you all there because I will be there. I'll be there. Um, um, There are, um, some key themes um, this year, the, the themes uh, for 2022, the program uh, is diversity, equity, inclusion, and access, emerging concepts in injury prevention, and general medical are the major themes. Um, so there's also the opportunity to uh, do the on-demand uh, version as well. Um, so there are some pros and cons to attending. So if, of course, if you attend the virtual program, if there may be reasons why you can't do it. Like there's a lot going on, um, people, financial problems, you know, anything could be going on sick COVID COVID is still a thing. It's still out there. Yeah. Um, so if you can come out and connect, it's great to get that, to be able to come and see some of the special events that you're not going to be able to see um, or to be able to attend if you're virtual. So some of the um, the welcome reception is Tuesday, June 28th from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, there's the 13th annual National Quiz Bowl, which is also going to be on Thursday from 4.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. That's June 30th. Um, there's the FaceTime where you have the ability to submit your questions uh, to the NATA leadership. That's going to be from 10.15 a.m. to 11.15 on Thursday, June 30th. And I actually, um, honestly, I think there's there's a virtual component to that. I'm not 100% sure. Um, there's a submission form, but I think that's one of the things you need to, that uh, is a perk of being in person. Um, the NATA keynote leadership um, lessons from leadership is going to be um, on eight at eight forty a.m. to nine twenty-five a.m. on Wednesday, June 29th. The NATA general session uh, begins at two forty on Wednesday, June 29th. Celebrating Title IX and women in healthcare is going to be on Wednesday, June 29th at ten a.m. The NATA Hall of Fame induction ceremony is going to be on Wednesday, June 29th at twelve fifteen p.m. And the University of Washington concussion film premiere is going to have two showings. Um, It's going to be at 2 p.m. on Wednesday, June 29th, and 12 p.m. on Thursday, June 30th. Um, And this is um, the Sports Institute at WU Medicine is premiering its film, The Game Plan, Sideline Assessment for Suspected Concussion. And that's going to be at the expo. So you can join members of the Sports Institute at UW Medicine at 2 p.m. on June 29th or noon on June 30th in the screening room, which is um, 204A at the convention hall. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot of great things. So um, uh, I'm going to propose the same question to myself and then answer it in a more general sense. Right. So. This part is ready to eat for everybody. You don't just have to be an athletic trainer. So whatever your field is, if you're a teacher, if you're a coach, if you're a therapist, uh, if you are an entrepreneur, 
um, whatever it is, if your profession or your company is hosting a, a, a symposium or a conference at a national level and you can attend, I think you should consider it and you should try to do it. And here's why. If you take a step back and look at all of those types of meetings that have happened in the past, think of all of the people that you know in your profession who are at the top of the of the profession. Those people are, are there. Those people attend those conferences. The people who earn the most money, the people who have the most success, the people who are working the most high profile positions, the people who can influence the people in power and the people who empower themselves are attending these conferences. And if you aspire to be that, if you aspire to do or achieve that, it's helpful to see people in action, right? You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just got to, sometimes all it takes is for you to see how other people make it roll, you know? So if other people are going to be having um, at these events and they're already having a lot of success and doing a lot of the things that you want to do, I think it's helpful for you to go observe what they're doing firsthand, pick their brains, ask them questions how did you overcome this hurdle or what do you do when you, you run into this type of opposition and you get the, and, and just in addition to learning the technical stuff about your craft, you get to learn the art associated with putting all of that stuff into place. The, the art associated with decision-making, helping people, um, just uh, appealing to people. Um, all of those things are really instrumental in helping you move up the ladder. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yes, very helpful. And this, the, uh, the NATA has actually posted a lot. Everything is on the convention website. Um, and the biggest thing, they actually have a comparison chart of the in-person versus on-demand comparison chart. And the AT Expo and the educational components. But the biggest difference um, between the two is the engagement key. Um not a lot of opportunities for engagement um, for the virtual component. Uh, of course, the theme is reunited at last. You come home to the convention and your athletic training community, learn with your peers in a focused environment without the distractions of everyday life, expand your circle and build stronger relationships, and bond with your peers and collaborate to find understanding and solutions to the daily challenges you face as athletic trainers. Shout out. Yes, indeed. So, more about our first time. What was your favorite part of your first uh, time at the convention? I think I was just overwhelmed um, with so many athletic trainers in one space. Like, um, I found my home and a lot of fun, and because everyone seemed to be at, in the expo, like that was like the place to meet up. This was me as a student, yeah. Um, and so I was just so overwhelmed and drawn in uh, by what I saw happening in the expo because that was my first experience. Um, and then from there, I went to um, the talks that I wanted to go to. And the part, the educational programming for me um, was, and, and here's, a, here's a, um, a good way for me to segue kind of into something else a little bit. Um, when I, something I noticed when I first became an athletic trainer and I was first attending conference, there wasn't a lot of talks given by athletic trainers. There was more, there were more talks or it seemed like to me, I guess may, it might've been the talks. I don't have official data on this. So, so this was just my experience. So a lot of the talks that I went to were by PTs or, you know, MDs, orthopedic surgeons thing. And there were, some, there were plenty of athletic trainers, but it just seemed like everything that I was interested in, like concussions and everything that I was going to need, because I always wanted to be a secondary school athletic trainer. Um, everything that I felt like I need going into that arena, all the talks were by physicians. Now it seems like it's more and more athletic trainers, more and more athletic trainer based research more and more athletic trainers actually doing the presentations and doing the research and getting the information back to other athletic trainers. And I think that's awesome. Like that's, that's something uh, I think growth wise that I've seen as far as athletic training is concerned. Yeah. One of my favorite parts um, outside of the networking with people was the, uh, 
the vendors uh, expo. So for those of you who have, who haven't been, uh, just ask someone who has, um, all of the people who sell the gadgets and textbooks and new nutritional products and braces and sleeves and tape, uh, drinks, they have, uh, a whole section where literally there are hundreds and hundreds of people uh, or companies, I should say, who are selling items that will give you samples and um, try to get you to purchase their stuff for your, for your clinic or for your, um, your, your site, your venue. So just walking around, I remember with a big bag with a uh, specific brand's logo on it. And just kind of collecting some uh, all kinds of free goodies. I've gotten free textbooks, free tape, free uh, rehydration products, free braces, free pens and pencils and stress toys and free T-shirts, free squirt bottles. Like, um, And the stuff is cool to have. Um, and some of it is like, yo, I really do want to purchase this for my clinic. They have... Uh, protective gear, all, all kinds of stuff. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, not all of it is super duper scientific. Some of it is kind of just like, it can be a buck. It's like the, the, the research is either out or hasn't gone out. So the results aren't in either way, but um, people are telling you why they, their product makes sense. And it's, it's kind of neat to be in that experience. Then I also enjoy just kind of being around, um, as I'm from Baltimore, so I got to see and do a lot of the touristy stuff like every day when I was a kid. But just taking my friends around and kind of showing them my my uh, my hood, so to speak. All right, we're not going to go down to Lexington Market because, you know, it's a little ratchet on the way there. And once you get there, it's a lot ratchet. But I can show you all the cool things to do in and around the immediate harbor area. So um, just getting to do things like that. And then... Also, it's like enjoying yourself. You know, the people were great. Everybody was in a really good mood. And um, so it was it was really awesome. So I look forward to that every time I go. Yeah. And another thing about the expo um, is when you're looking at the things that you might want to purchase for your clinic is there are salespeople and experts on that equipment or on, on those products right there. So you don't have to go searching through their website right. or, you know, to ask questions or find the, the person's right there. You yep. get the answer, hopefully, that you need right there. So very convenient. And then, again, like, with the part of going with a friend and or having a buddy along with you is, like, since, uh, you know, we know on this podcast that Brandon and I are athletic trainer, sister and brother, pretty much. And so I know that I get tired being around a lot of people very, very quickly, very, very quickly. <laughs> like, it's just so much stimulation, and I get exhausted. Hence, almost walking in front of a bus, a truck. Um, Brandon never gets tired of other people's energy and just being around people and talking and, you know, keeping engaged. So, like, I can tag along with Brandon and be exhausted, you know, from being around people and quiet. And I know he's still going to ask the right questions and I can kind of preserve myself a little bit. So, you know, knowing, you know, where you are and, and who you're with is, is very helpful. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So um, where should we move into next? Um, should we talk about navigating the um, the the conference? We, we did hit on yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. So the first thing is to register. If you haven't registered already, registration is still open. Um, you can still register online or you can register um, once you get there. Um, housing, I believe, is still available. Uh, yeah, I think so. But I think the discounted rates are gone. So here's another thing you can do is like get on like Priceline or Kayak, um, something like that, and um, see if you can get these places for less than full price, you know. Um, another thing to do, maybe maybe more for next time, is uh, if especially if you're young, right? If you're brand new and you just really want to get to the conference, I can tell you this: like when I go to these places, I don't spend a lot of time in my room. 
right? I don't spend a lot of time in a hotel. I'm out in the streets. I'm out at the meetings. I'm learning stuff. I'm going to the restaurants. I'm meeting with my network. My room mostly is a place to, to crash and keep my junk while I'm there, right? So um, if you have some good friends that you don't mind bunking up with for a couple of days, well, one of the more expensive parts of your trip is going to be the hotel stay. So if you can take a hotel room, you're going to have it for three nights and split it five or six or seven ways. It's get cozy, you know, two to a bed, one on a couch. Myself personally, I've actually gone to events similar to this one, not to athletic training in particular, but when I was doing entrepreneur pretty heavy, I slept on the floor. Like, you know, just toss me a blanket and a pillow. I could sleep standing up. Maybe it's because, you know, grew up rough, but, um, just uh, being able to split the cost of a hotel so that instead of costing eight hundred dollars for the trip, your share of the hotel is like a hundred or two hundred bucks. Um, it goes a long way. Then you have more money for fun and more money for travel, more money for food because I like food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, that that's a, a cost cutting measure. Also, there are Airbnbs that are kind of that's becoming more and more of a thing. Um, but you got to do your homework on those. Because, you know, the pictures don't have to match what the actual place looks like or where the actual place is located. So just be aware. Do your homework if you're going to do Airbnb. And um, But as far as getting around the actual event, one of the things I like to do, I've embraced more and more, especially lately, is the, uh, the calendar on my phone. So... Um, you have to be careful with your settings on your phone, everybody, because this is a professional meeting. The last thing you need is for your alarms to go off, you know, while somebody is, you don't want to be a distraction. So you want to set your alarms to silence. So just so they don't vibrate and notify you when it's time to start making your way to the next location. You can also put the location and the name of the presentation in your phone. Um, and you can have it with you. The NATA in the past had done a mobile app that did exactly that for you. Um, we both looked before we jumped on to do this uh, episode and we couldn't find it. So we don't know if it's not there or if it is there, we just couldn't find it. So, um, but the, if you go to the website, they do have the schedule up already. So they have the names and locations of the presentations, what time they're going to be, where they're going to be and which rooms. And you can just go and, Ooh, I want to learn about toe injuries. So you can go put toe injury presentation 2.30 p.m. in room 74C or whatever it is and um, give yourself uh, enough of a heads up and your reminders that you can make it there when you start walking. Um, so the things that I put in are my alumni's um, mixers. I put in also uh, the EDAC, Ethnic Diversity Advisory Committee, is doing a, a service event uh, very, very early in the, in the um, conference, so I put that in. There's also an EDAC town hall that I'm going to attend uh, our district meeting I'm going to attend and then a, f- a few places where we're just meeting kind of off the grid. We want to get cheesesteaks because, you know, Philly is the home of the cheesesteak. So we're going to get cheesesteaks. So I put that in there. I also remind I'm probably, I'm probably not going to get a cheesesteak. Right. But even if you don't get one, you can, make, <laughs> you can just hang out with the people. Right. So, yeah, but, um, and yeah, so for everyone who doesn't know, uh, Dr. V does do cheesesteaks. So, um, but I also, I want to get Scrapple. So I reminded myself like, hey, before you get out of here, get yourself some Scrapple from the Amish place. So um, using your um, your technology to your advantage um, will help you get around. And yeah. while you're not doing a ton of stuff, if you're between meetings, if you have like an hour before your next meeting or whatever it is, uh, just take a lap around the venue so you can see where things are. That will help you get to places more efficiently. They also sometimes offer a map in your uh in your welcome packet. I don't I don't know if they're doing that this year. But um it just is helpful to see. They have stuff. a map on the on the website. So oh, yeah. if you head over to um convention.nata.org, um they can hook you up with um the preliminary program with the educational content, the special events, and the vendors who will be at the AT Expo. You can find all of that. Yes. And I'm, I feel like there's the app is, is still there. I feel like that's still a thing. Um, so I would ask when you register if there is one. Um, I'm sure the, all of the 
people doing registration would be very knowledgeable um, as to if there really if there is an app or not. And then there's also the convention news, which you will uh, probably they probably email it to you every day um, at the beginning of the day before convention starts to kind of do a highlight of everything that's going on that day. And you can also head over to the archives on um, that website that I mentioned before. And it has all of the e-blasts that have gone out regarding the convention and, and things to look out for, um, I think, up until June 15th. And then, of course, on the first day, they'll start again with uh, those posts and updates. Cool. And I think the last thing, um, which is probably what people are probably thinking of first, is what are they doing um, for our health and safety? Um so a lot of thought, of course, has gone into the health and safety of everyone who was attending. So the Philadelphia Department of Public Health announced on Friday, April 22nd, that wearing the wearing of masks in indoor public spaces, though strongly encouraged, is no longer required in the city of Philadelphia. And the NATA will continue to align health and safety protocols for a convention with the city of uh, Philadelphia. And so keeping with the current guidelines, all visitors to the Pennsylvania Convention Center will not be required to wear a mask while on site and furthermore are not required to be vaccinated or to provide a negative COVID-19 test. But please note this could change and NATA will continue to adjust um, the COVID related protocols up to and during convention as needed. We rec um, they recognize the unpredictable changes in COVID-19 health and safety protocols may be unsettling for some people, and they will continue to monitor the situation and keep us abreast of any changes to the in-person COVID-19 protocols. Thank you for that. That was really important. Um, we're still in a pandemic. We are making a lot of headway, everybody. Um, deaths are down, hospitalizations are down, but infections are still up. So just be aware. Um, don't be afraid to be that person who wears the mask, because I'm definitely wearing mine. Um, I'll have one. I'll be that person. So um, people are going to, you know, it's not a political thing, everybody. It's a science thing. Don't make it into what it's not. Don't be afraid to to be that person because I'm, I'm going to be that person. Um, I have a bunch of surgical masks, but I also have a pack of N95 masks. for. So, so when I'm going to be around a lot of people and I don't have any other option except to be around those people, I'm going to have an N95 mask. Um, for those of you who don't know, the surgical masks are great for keeping things from coming out of your mouth and nose. The N95 masks are better at keeping things from going into your mouth and nose, but they also are great for keeping things from coming out. Um, they're not bulletproof. I recognize that. You should recognize that. Um, you can still get the infection, but your chances are greatly reduced. So just do everything you can to keep yourself safe. Remember, you got to come home to your family after this. And not everybody's immune system is as awesome as yours, you know, so just be aware. Um, yeah, I think um, one other thing to help with that is also uh, NATA recognizes that in light of fluctuating COVID restrictions, convention attendees may change their in-person registration to on demand at any time before October 31st or they can change their on-demand registration to in-person at any time before June 27th. That is tomorrow. That's Monday. We're recording and releasing this today on <laughs> June 26th, um, and tomorrow is June 27th. So for your comfort, cancellation refunds will also be available until June 27th, and cancellation slash refund requests must be sent in writing to the NATA office, membership at NATA.org, email and refunds are credited back to the payer via the method they were received. So another thing to note is that once you attend in person, this voids changing your registration to an on-demand status. So illness or death in the immediate family are mitigating circumstances considered for refunds if written request is received no later than 10 days after the last day of convention. So very important things to uh, keep bear in mind. All right. That's awesome. So as we wrap up, um, let me ask you another question that um, that we didn't really prep for. And this is mostly for to help newer people, people who are, you know, either haven't been to a convention or or 
they're planning on going. They can't make it this time. Or maybe the old, old heads who haven't considered. What are some things that people can do ahead of time to prepare themselves for the next convention? Or to, you know, to help with the next convention, to get ready for it? Uh, the BOC uh, self-assessment. There's a self-assessment to kind of let you know where your strengths and weaknesses are um, in athletic training. And so you can find those and then head to those educational uh, components uh, or those educational courses uh, offered at conference related to any areas where you might uh, may not have performed the way you want to on that self-assessment or just, you know, a self-assessment is a self-assessment. Find out places where you could be stronger. So the best place to determine that is to assess because if you don't assess your guess it's just going to be a guess yeah so, that's my thing yeah mine is going to be uh that's kind of wanted to go along those lines but i'll change it up i'm sorry uh, it's, not, it's okay because i mean we didn't prep so it happens but you had a great answer and i'm glad we were thinking along the same lines uh so but i just want to help everyone come up with ideas on how to actually get to the convention Probably the number one reason people don't go is because it's cost prohibitive. Um, so my suggestion is to find the people who, uh, who are in charge of the money, right? And um, help uh, you. We want to reach out to those people and, and just be their best friend. You want them to be your favorite person. You want to be their favorite person, right? So if you're in high school, you, if you work at a high school or a college, you want to get to know the boosters, right? Because they control some of the money. They do a lot of fundraising for their athletics programs. Um, you want to get to know your bookkeeper. You want to get to know your, your, um, your athletic director, your supervisors, your principal, your president, or whatever it is. And um, be nice to them, right? Bring them some donuts from time to time. And Hey, have you lost weight? even though deep down inside, you know, they probably haven't They're looking good or, you know, whatever it is, you just want to be, you want to ingratiate yourself with those people, right? Because they can either fund or partially fund your travel or your registration. Even if they just pay for your registration, that's a small part. Well, this year's registration cost is up. So it's kind of like a big part, but um, whatever you they can pay for you don't have to pay for right so um i was blessed to um to be in such a good grace with my supervisor of athletics that they're funding my trip right i don't have to pay for registration i don't have to pay for a hotel i'm just i'm paying for gas to drive to and from and i'm paying for food while i'm there right so um in the past i've had all of that stuff even reimbursed so um you just want to uh, get get to know those people, and and that way, when it's time for money decisions to be made, uh, they they have a good feeling about you, and they're more likely to make them in your favor. Absolutely. So, um, Dr. Holland, yes. where can we find you? Like, where where will we find you speaking or moderating? I am Next actually in Philadelphia. I'm going to be on the stage, everybody. And so is Dr. V. So she kind of a little humble, humble brag. We just go, we're going to moderate. We're not presenting an actual topic like we did when we were in uh, Virginia beach for our, not Virginia beach and in, uh, in Charlotte for our, our district conference. But uh, I'm moderating two talks. One is on the customer experience, um, which is basically um, how your, um, how your how your patients perceive their experience when they come to your clinic, and uh, that is going to be oh, I got to look it up. Um, it's going to be early, like seven thirty in the morning on Wednesday, and then on Thursday, close to eleven or eleven thirty, I'm doing another presentation on uh, positional tachycardia. Well, not I'm not doing a presentation; I'm moderating. So um, <clears throat> I will be there. And um, I'll put these on in the description so you can find them. Um, but if you really want to find me, the best way to do it is to hit me on Instagram or or Twitter. Twitter's probably the best. 
at um, at uplift underscore at uplift underscore at. If you hit me up and ask me where I'm going to be, I'll tell you where I am. I'm also going to be meeting up with some friends. We got a group called the Cookout, where we're going to go from time to time and get some munchies, get some uh, some cheese steaks, and I'm also going to be uh, meeting with members of the Think Tank. We're going bowling on Wednesday night uh, at Lucky Strike, so I'll be there. So um, yeah, I w- I would love to meet as many of you as I can. We're going to have some free swag that we're giving out. Um. And, you know, of course, related to the to the podcast. So uh, wherever and we, we're also going to try to do an episode or two. So if we figure that out, we'll get some people, some some special guests on while we're up there. How about you, Dr. V? Where are you going to be? All right. So I'm not presenting. I presented the last two years um, for conference. But this year I'm moderating an event um, of talk. It's called Fact First Fiction, What Every Athletic Trainer Needs to Know About Cannabis. And it will be on Friday, July 1st uh, from 1020 a.m. till 1115 in room 202AB. And the presenters will be Dr. Jeff Conan, Dr. Kevin Morley, and Tiffany Morton. So I hope to see you all there. And then, of course, I will be um, running the district meeting for District 3 on Thursday night at 5.55. So all the district meetings will be on Thursday night from 5.55 to 6.55. And so if you find myself or Dr. Holland, please give us a shout out. We have, we'll have stickers, pens, buttons. Just ask us. We might have some swag for you. Awesome. All right. So should we go ahead and wrap it up? Absolutely. All right. Okay, so thanks again. Uh, f- don't forget to follow, like, and share. Uh, hit us on the social media at the underscore top underscore DAT on LinkedIn at top dash DAT one. And uh, until next time, I'm your uplift. I'm your uplift AT reminding you that the difference between a bad day and a good day is your outlook. Change your attitude, change your life. And I am the unapologetic AT. I'm reminding you that you're doing this all for nothing if you don't stand up for something. Thank you all for listening. That is a word. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We will see you soon.